Chapter 8 Jesse In comparison to the airport, Tia Marie's home feels quite peaceful. It is also very different from our place in Chicago. Maria's house stands by itself on a piece, big piece of land surrounded by mountains, and it is painted red. Our place is brick and only a few feet from our neighbors. Her neighbor's house looks like an old hacienda, and ours is just a house. I touch the walls of our home with my hands, and it, it does feel like brick. It's made of adobe, Maria says. What's that, I ask? Adobe is a house that made out of mud and other natural materials. When it dries, it is strong as a brick. She says it helps the house stay naturally cooler in the summer. People have been making houses this way for thousands of years. My mouth drops. Let's drop off your malitas and then I'll take you around. After we leave our bags in the big guest home room, Maria takes us on a tour of her home. The walls are covered with pictures of her from her, her ventures. Each picture is more impressive than the next. This is at the United Nations. She points at one picture. When I was on the Women's Rights Committee. I'm not sure what the United Nations is, but it sounds awfully important, especially anything related to women's rights. I learned in Miss Bell's class that women haven't always had the same rights as men. The fact that Maria was on a committee for them means she's must be special person. Amazingly, I replied. It's important to me to make sure that you all, you and all women have the opportunity to be and do whatever you want. She says, look at me with her bright green eyes. Then I see a framed picture of Maria sitting on some rocks next to the beach. She looks much younger, but there is the same sparkle in her eyes. And this is pictures from Barcelona when I was teaching at the university out there. Wow, I reply. It's all, it's all I can say. She must be super smart too. She's like my own personal Sylvia Earle. I hope you brought your swimsuit, she winks. We'll go to the beach, at, beach in a day or two. I nod enthusiastically. Then I run up to mom and squeeze her hand. I'm excited too, she says, taking the words out of my mouth. And I'm hungry, Nick adds. Maria takes us on to the historic part of Osaka City for dinner. It's easy to tell that it's old because the streets are cobbled. The buildings are also brightly painted red, orange, and yellow. The plazas are filled with plants and artisanas selling their crafts. As we pass other people on the street, I notice many of the faces look like mine. This makes me more than ever want to fit in. I like a, like I belong in a place where I was born. So when I find a postcard from Stanley, I ask mom if I can buy it from myself. Mom gives me the change so I can pay the vendor 10 pesos. We don't say much, but I make sure to start with hola and end with muchas gracias. To which he replies, de nada senorita. I skip back to mom. He gives me a thumbs up. A tiny step in the right direction, I think. Then we continue on our walk. Maria leads us through the doorway to a secret restaurant. Well, it's not really a secret, but it's hidden from the street. We have to go between two stores into a beautiful courtyard to find the restaurant. It's called La Danzanatas. Maria says, does that mean the dancers? Asks Nick. Yes, very good, Nicholas, says Maria. Weird, I think. This is the third time this summer I've heard him call, heard him called Nicholas. I wonder if I still call him Nick. My stomach rumbles. I focus on the more pressing issue, dinner. As I look at the menu, I think I can I can understand half of the words, like postre, which means dessert. Yes, por favor. Viertas is mostly good. I like most vegetables, although not eggplant. Ew. Can we try the chupalines? 
I asked Maria, pointing to the menu. She looks impressed. Of course, that's a delicacy. She then says, if you eat them, you'll be a true Mexicana. I quickly realized that it's different. It doesn't matter what is on the menu because Maria, we're been being treated like special guests. Maria has been living in Osaka for most of her adult life and knows everyone. The owner then when even comes to say hello to us. He hugs and kisses her and says a few things I can't understand. My eyes start to glaze over. Finally, he looks at me and says more slowly, Tu tia es una mejor muy importante. You must take after me, mom says to Maria, winking. If the owner of the restaurant says Maria is very important, then she really must be. I think about the women, amazing women in my family. Hopefully, I can grow up to be like them one day. As requested, we get an order of chupalanas. When I see them, I immediately not a fan. Neither is Nick. Grasshoppers, we exclaim. No se preocupas, uh, ninas. Let me show you. Maria scoops a few into a corn tortilla, adds avocado, pickled onions. She hands it to me. I grab it hesitantly from her. I stare for a few seconds. I can hear Maria's dad and voices echoing in my head. How they're a delicacy and how I'm a true Mexicana if I eat it. I close my eyes. I squinch my face, but I slowly take a bite. It's crunchy, but it's also very salty and tastes like lime. Yum, I say. I'm not lying either. It's delicioso. With our stomachs full of food, we head back to Maria's. Drift off to sleep in one giant room on different cots. I feel electric. I'm still a little nervous. I'm so happy to be in Mexico. But I also wish that I wake up tomorrow fluent in Spanish. Before I shut my eyes, I whisper, thank you, mom, for the vacation. Nick whispers, yeah, mom. I think I put a smile on his face. We're, we're welcome, niños. Mom replies with an, an even bigger smile.